You've tuned in to the Cat Show Podcast, where we're making the world a better place for cats. Hosted by the cat mama herself, Melissa Newman. Hello, awesome cat people. Before I get started, I want to give a big shout out to the wonderful crew at Cat Pad Enclosures, who are a VIP sponsor. Their sponsorship is helping me to keep cat food on the table and lights on at our cat pad. They're also some of the best humans around, so thank you, cat pads. This podcast is really different, and I love it. It's about animal communication. Now, I'm going to put it out there that I hold no religious beliefs, but I do believe that there are things out there in the universe that we don't know about or understand. And it doesn't mean that they don't exist. It just means that we don't understand how it works. I like to keep an open mind and an open heart to anything that I don't understand because you just never know what you might learn. This interview is with Angel, who is an animal communicator. But before we go to the interview itself, I want to let you listen to some snippets of a communication about my beautiful Abyssinian boy, Derek Bennett. Now, Derek Bennett is our Instagram influencer who loves attention and is very strongly bonded with me. So let's listen to a few observations by Angel. This first couple of snippets explains him exactly. As, as I'm connecting with Derek Bennett, I really feel as though he's a source of joy. He makes me um, want to smile. He's a real um, character. Um, and I, I get the sense that he's a real companion um, with you. Okay. You have a lot of cats around, as you've just explained to me, but Derek Bennett is not, um, he's, he's different to the other cats. The other cats all have personalities, but this boy needs your attention and will be <clears throat> near you um, as much as possible when you're home. There's warmth towards the other humans in the house but you are his human. Yeah. Um, very, like, you know, very bonded with you. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. He loves being told how handsome he is. Oh, I know that. Because <laughs> I've just been telling him <laughs> your eyes are stunning. Like, I just, but it's a, he's really happy being in his body. He's proud of his body. Um, he's yeah. proud of, like, you know, his physical state um, because he's, yeah he's got such a big presence you know when Derek Bennett is in the room he'll just sit there and he'll look at you and you'll turn around and he'll be there you just know yeah um but he comes across as being very um he gives respect but he expects respect as well yeah and doesn't like it when the other cats are being disrespectful um and particularly Leon so Leon might not actually do much, but it's the exchange of looks that's going on. And Derek yeah. Bennett feels he's being disrespectful. This next piece is one that made me laugh. We occasionally give Derek Bennett tranquil treats. Listen to what Angel had to say about them. And would I be correct in saying that you give him a particular supplement? Um... Not 
particularly. Not particularly. There's uh, the reason why I'm saying this is I feel as though there there might be something added into the food, but it makes he wants you to know that it makes him feel really good. And finally, this piece is about the cat tunes pet Carmen music box. This was the one that I found quite surprising. And has someone been playing music in their room? Um, we currently have, we're fostering a mum and three kittens and okay. there's a special cat music box in there, so it could be that. Okay, because he's just drawing my attention to this music um, and, and uh, he's quite fascinated by it. Okay. Have you shown him the cat box? Not yet. He'll okay. actually be getting it once the kitten's going about three or four weeks' time. Okay. Because he can hear this, but he doesn't know where it's coming from. Right, yeah. So I think he's curious as to where it's coming from, like what is it. Yep. Um. There was lots of other comments that rang very true in this communication. Let's now get to the interview with Angel. Good morning, everybody, and today we're going to be joined by Angel. Did I get that right? Yes, Angel, yep, from, uh, who is an animal communicator. And um, Angel's just done a reading for me with Derek Bennett, which was really fascinating, and it was great to experience that before uh, talking with you, just so I can get a really good sense of what it is and what you do. So first of all, welcome to uh, our video and podcast. Thanks for being here. Um, now, a lot of people are going to ask me, what on earth is an animal communicator? So perhaps you can explain exactly what your role is. Okay. Um, yeah, thank you so much for having me um, on your um, podcast, Melissa. Um, it's an honour to be here. Um, animal communication is something that uh, everybody is able to do. Um, but as an animal communicator, it means being able to connect with the animal's heart and the animal's mind. And so the animal then transfers images, um, perspectives. They have their own personalities, um, ways of viewing things. They can um, convey feelings. And then it's up to me um, as an animal communicator to interpret that and then present it to their human. Yeah. So that's basically, it's an intuitive heart language between, um, you know, animals and, and people. Yeah. Um, telepathically. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just it's instantaneous. So, yeah. It's so cool. And, I mean, there's, there's obviously going to be a lot of sceptics out there as well, but um, by actually listening to some of the stuff that you were telling me about, Jared Bennett, and I love the fact that the first thing you said was don't tell me information, just say yes or no, mm. um, it, was, it was quite amazing how well you were able to pick up on his personality and uh, his family situation and all that sort of thing. So it was quite um, amazing to, to listen to um, his ideas and I suppose from being, uh, I always like to look at things even from a sceptical perspective, mm -hmm. even if I didn't believe in that sort of stuff, the information that uh, you give makes you think even more about looking after them as an, a, a pet or as an animal and it kind of just opens up different ideas and um, different ways of looking at things. So mm -hmm. it's quite a fascinating um, sort of thing that you do. How on earth did you get into it? 
Um, well, I've always had an affinity with animals, um, always loved them. And I've always seen them as personalities and never just as like, you know, the, the dog that's outside. I would yeah. always be the one going outside, you know, um, seeing the dog or like, you know, noticing the cats. Um, but I had a pretty profound experience about 15 years ago. Um, there was a boxer that was at the back of a shop and I, I love boxers. And uh, this boxer dog, you know, she was back there and I asked if I could say hello. And um, when I put my hand on her and I was patting her, I started getting all this information. Um, wow. She was sick. She had 13 tumours. Um, she was worried about her dad. Showed me um, her mum, said her mum's name was Diane. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, it's, she was saying she wanted to go, but she wouldn't go unless her dad was going to be okay. Wow. Um, so I got whacked with this emotion and um, I, you know, what do you do with that information? So I, I went to him and I said, do you believe that animals can communicate? Because I've just had something happen with your dog. Um, and I shared with him what she said. And he said, wow. yeah, she, she's um, going in for surgery tomorrow. We don't know, um, you know, what the outcome will be. She currently has 13 tumours. Um, two are quite, you know, um, serious. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, he goes, I, I would just die if anything happened to her. Um, so, you know, I... I shared that and um, it ended up being that um, they did get another pup. Um, she ended up being okay. But that was the first time where I touched an animal and, you know, gotten all of this information. Yeah. Um, when I lost my dog, Gordon, um, he was 14 years old. And I really wanted to know if I could connect to him, yeah. you know, on yeah. the other yeah. side in yeah. my grief. And, um, yeah, ended up um, coming across, like, um, animal communication again, being yep. curious. Yeah. And then I thought I'd give it a go. I ended up doing it, like, via a photo um, for a horse in Norway. Yeah. So there's no way that I could know anything except for the photo. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just allowed, like, whatever um, impressions I got to come to me and um, got feedback from the person and it was it was correct. Wow. That's yeah. absolutely fascinating. Like All this sort of thing has always fascinated me. I've always been interested in sort of, you know, connections and and I dream a lot, so I have lots of things that happen in dreams and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose one of the questions that people may have for you is, do you, and you said that you're able to connect with the energy from your dog, is that something else that you can do? You can actually connect with past pets? Yeah, yeah. Animals, animals in spirit um, is, is, you know, how, how I refer to them. But um, especially like with cats, you know, people that, um, that have cats as, as the, their animals in their home, they're there for such a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, they're really sensitive to their people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as I, as I was sharing with you before, Melissa, I had a cat for 19 years and I said goodbye to her in March. Yeah. Um, and the animals, um, when I connect to them in spirit, it, it's similar to how I do like with the living. Yeah. Um, but it just helps sometimes, you know, just to know that your animal is okay. Yes. Um, that they're at peace. Yeah. And um, also too, the exciting thing is that your animals can give you signs. So some listeners may have had like little inklings that maybe, you know, they felt their cat near them or they dreamt about them or, yeah. um, you know, little, little things like that. And so um, it's a real honour for me to be able to confirm to people, well, yes, yeah. your cat did visit because yeah. they're showing me, you know, and then I, I share with them in the communication what I'm being yeah. shown. So. I still dream about a cat from like when I was a kid. 
he lived to be like 22 or something but every now and then he still comes back in my dreams it's quite amazing yeah really yeah, so. Yeah. so now there's the connection the thing that um i guess i i want most people to to know is that the love that our animals have for us while they're living remains exactly the same you know yep. um, it's always there it's always there and whenever it is that your heart really wants to be with your animal or hear from them and um, they do their best to let you know that they're around and that's so, awesome yeah, yeah that's great yeah. and i suppose um like a lot of the stuff that i would you were telling me about derek bennett i kind of had an inkling that that's who he was and and how he was and I suppose listening to um, you talk about it was really great because it kind of confirmed some of my, um, perhaps my own communication that I'm having with you. Yes, yes. Yep, so that, that's, the, that's another thing that I really would like to um, normalise for people. Yeah. You know, um, everybody has a special connection with their animal and um, it's, it's a heart-to-heart -heart connection. Yeah. And says so communication that's happening between like person and animal all the time. We're yep. lucky because, you know, um, having them in our home, we've got the body language that kind of bridges that and confirms like, you know, um, sometimes like with their actions, what we think they might yeah. be communicating to us. Um, but this ability for you to communicate with your animal um, mm -hmm. is, is, is right there. It's just learning another language, you know, yeah. it's a subtle language. Um, but it's, um, I find it really um, a, a beautiful thing when I can confirm to people that, you know, what they picked up about their animal intuitively, yeah. um, or, you know, they, they had a thought about something but weren't sure, I can confirm it because it's exactly what I've received from the animal. Great. So, yeah, there is connection and communication going on all the time. So that's fantastic. So does that mean that when we're actually talking to them, when we talk out loud and there's nobody else around and we're talking to them, we're not completely insane that it's okay. No, animals do understand. I've been conveyed like conversation pieces. Um, so uh, with one particular cat, she, uh, she mentioned that um, her person was really stressed about um, what was it? A job change that was happening and that she'd been on the computer too much. And this cat kept on insisting that she wanted um, her person to get more sleep, right? Okay. And this person, like, um, was talking on the phone to someone and was saying, like, I'm just going to die if, like, you know, if I don't get this job, like, you know, I'm trying so hard to get it. And the cat was really concerned. Yeah. So I conveyed this conversation. Wow. Like, oh, my God, I was on the phone the other night. That was just, I was just saying it, like, you know, that's what I felt like, you know. Um, and so, yeah, the cats, all animals, they do understand when we talk to them. Not so much just the words, but the intention. Yep. So, you know, it's why um, it's important to be genuine. Yep. You know, um, if there's a change that's going on or, um, you know, maybe someone's coming to visit your home and staying for a little while, yep. um, tell your animals. Yeah. You know, um, I had a cat who disappeared for 10 days. He ran away because um, there was a person visiting with another cat. Yeah. And um, he showed me where he was and that he wanted to come back, provided that the cat that was there was going to leave. Uh, <laughs> and sure enough, um, they found him where I said that he was yeah. and brought him home um, and then organised, like, for the person with the cat to, to leave. Yeah. Um, but they listen to our conversations and they pick up the intention that we think. Yeah. You know? So if you say, oh, I'm fine, and really you're a stress head inside, yeah. the cats, they know 
you know, the animals, they know like, well, my person actually isn't okay. Even though they say they are, I know that they're not. So I'm going to give them a little bit of extra love or, yeah. you know, be with them, let them know that I'm there. So and I suppose cat people are, are a bit unusual in the fact that they're, they're usually quite introverted or quite quiet people. Yeah. And I suppose we probably have better connections with our pets and our animals than we do with people in some cases. Yeah. So, so it's good to sort of know that what you're doing or the communication that you've got with them is actually real and yeah, genuine. Yeah, it's absolutely real. People often um, say to me, you know, oh, Angel, I just don't understand, like, you know, my animal's passed away and I don't know why I'm so upset. It, you yeah. know, it's just a cat. It's the purest part of you that loves them. Yeah. And they love us unconditionally as well, you know. And, um, you know, with, with um, people that are cat lovers, um, a lot of people that I come across for communications with their cats, they, um, you know, they're very sensitive people. And so um, cats, they come into people's lives. They can be like, you know, um, guardians, mm -hmm. companions, because, mm -hmm. you know, some cat people don't like being around other people. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's companionship still. And they can yeah. be teachers. Um, they play like all different kinds of roles in our lives. Yeah. So, yeah. And you were saying too, they can be healers as well, can't they? Yes, they can. Um, so it's, I mean, in, in uh, writings about cats, like, you know, back in times of Egypt and things like yes. that, you know, they're known to be quite mystic and, and healers. Yeah. But honestly, they, they really are. Um, I had one cat who told me that um, somebody was very, very ill um, around um, their home and that it was their job to be um, there for their mum. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I said, oh, is there somebody who's, who's really ill? And she said to me, no, there's no one ill. Um, unfortunately, six months later, um, she was diagnosed with, um, with cancer. Wow. And the cat knew that it was their job to be there, like, you know, yeah. as, as a healer. Mm -hmm. um, so because it's all energy, I had another cat who, um, who tried to stop his mum from getting up. Um, she needed to rest. She'd been diagnosed with something and her body needed time to heal. And every time she'd get up, the cat would actually jump on her chest and keep her down. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just they sit on you, you yeah. know. Um, another lady, whenever she went to visit this particular friend, this cat, a big black and white cat, would insist on sitting on her, would back up and sit on her. Yeah. And just wouldn't move. And she's like, I don't even really like cats. I don't know why this cat does this. <laughs> um, but this cat was melting something in her, you know. Oh, wow. She was like, oh, someone's paying me attention. And, you know. Yeah. Um, yep. And so when they sit on you or they're around you or they um, help you calm down, it's all healing for their person. Yeah. So. And, I mean, it has actually been scientifically proven that the cat pair um, does help with broken bones and anxiety and all sorts of things. So Absolutely. not only do we have the mystic side, but we also have some scientific evidence behind that as well. Absolutely. Yes, it is evidential. Well, you think about it, you know, we come home so stressed from like a busy day at work and your cat's insisting on, in, on, on getting attention, mm -hmm. you come back to that present moment at that time and you calm down like as you're patting your cat, yeah. you know, or just um, being able to sit down and go, oh, God, that was such a hard day. Yeah. And know that someone's there to listen, it's all healing. And I suppose too, even the, um, the cats that come from a bad environment, it's all about we, like, you build up that trust. It's um, with cats in particular, 
they won't really come and be with you until they can fully trust who you are and and, and what you do. Yeah. So um, if I could say anything at all to do with cats, it's just be kind and accept the cat that you have. Um, I've had some people that are absolutely devastated when they get a cat and the cat is a I want to be by myself kind of cat. They yeah. don't want to be cuddled. They don't want to be held. And um, maybe it's the little person inside that just wants to squeeze their cat. Yeah. Um, but if you give them time and you build up that trust, you know, just by showing kindness and giving them the space, yeah. um, they will reciprocate and they will give you their love. And it is the best compliment when you get a head rub or yes. they come and approach you, you know, these little signs yeah. that they give you, like, it's okay, I feel safe with you, you know, I can sit here with you. Sort yeah. Of thing. So. I love the um, the one that I like to do with my cats is the slow eye blink to the, the whole I love you eye blink. Yes. It's amazing when you do that to them and they, they respond back with the same yes. uh, energy, which is fantastic. Yeah. See, because the, the cats show me sometimes people stare at them intently. You get a beautiful cat, you can't help but look yeah. at them, right? Yeah. But when they see the big eyes and, like, big hands yeah. coming towards them, it's like, oh, my gosh, what's that? And they want to run. <laughs> You know, so this is like a nice way, that soft, gentle look and just a quiet, yeah. like a quietening down and you give the animal the chance to approach you. Yeah. It's going to be like a really good basis, you know, for a rescue um, yeah. to build that relationship of trust. Because we really can't make cats do what it is that we want them to, can we? Like cats no. are like no other animal on earth. They no. really are their own entity and yes. it's up to them to decide when they want to trust us when they want to play when they want to come out of their shell particularly yes. with that rescue side of things it can be really um quite daunting for a rescue cat to come off the street and be placed in a small zone and yep. and you know it takes a lot of um time and effort to actually build that trust back up with them it's true but also too though with you know um if you welcome a cat into your home cats being the personality that they are, it's real evidence of having a relationship with another being that has their own choice, yes. their own agenda, their own perspective, you know. So if they reciprocate the affection to you yep. and want to spend time with you, you can know 100% that you're loved, like, you know, for just yep. being who you are. So that's the I often that. say that we can learn a lot by from cats or by being more like cats. Yes. And wouldn't it be amazing if all humans could be like that and it we could actually, wonderful. you know, and I, uh, I even say to some humans that are going through some difficult times that are cat people, why not think of that other person that um, you're having difficulty with as a cat and yes. what sort of personality they have and what you would do with that personality um, to try and fix whatever's going on yeah. um, rather than, you know, trying to force your... Uh, opinions or um, your cure to what is happening on them. Yep. Um, actually, doing that, and I, I personally do that a lot. Anytime there's somebody that um, gets my goat, <laughs> <laughs> I sort of think of them. Okay, what if they were a, were a cat, and if they're going through certain things, what were the sort of things that you could do to help that particular person mm -hmm. or cat uh, get over it? Yep. It fascinates me that you actually are able to um, help locate cats, like missing cats. That's amazing. It's not easy. It's not easy at all. Um, but um, 
I've I've learned like you know over over the time that I've been doing this, um, some cats they leave and they don't want to be found. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, one cat was incredibly bored. Um, was left in a room um, by themselves and was yep. really bored. And so when he found the opportunity to leave, he did. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, like I've communicated with cats in Lebanon. Um, wow. Quite regularly I do, um, in Lebanon, in the UK, over in the US, um, South Africa. Um, it's, it's a challenge because sometimes at around, between the ages of three and five, they want to go on an adventure. Yeah. It's, it's like, I'm just curious about what's out there, so I'm just <laughs> going to have a look, you know, or they'll get frightened by something and then they're off, yep. you know. Um, and the thing is with a cat, um, you know, people will say, oh, but I went out and I was calling for my cat. And they won't come just because you call them because yeah. they're in predatory mode, like you yeah. know, survival mode. Um, and so uh, it's it's difficult if it's like you know past ten days. The yeah. longer the time the animal's away, the harder it is to locate them. Yeah. Um, I'd say maybe seventy-five, eighty percent success rate in finding missing animals. Well, that's pretty good. It's um it's not easy. So yeah. It means yeah. constant checking and rechecking and finding out where the animal is. Are yeah. they safe to come out? Um, one thing I'm not is a is a GPS unit. Um, <laughs> I've got people that will say, "Could you ask my cat to come to like one particular street name um, at seven o'clock, and I'll come and pick them up then?" <laughs> oh dear. Sure. But animals have free choice, right? Yeah. And so if you've got a cat who um, suddenly has a lot of people or a truck in front of them, they're not going to be able to come out. You know, so it's um yeah, it's it's a bit distressing sometimes because mm. um I'm quite a sensitive person too, and if I can feel the distress of the person, it can be hard. Yeah. Um, but it's an absolute like yeah pleasure when you know you've helped somebody relocate their cat. Yeah. Is there anything like obviously you've spoken to a lot of um, animals around the world? Is there anything in particular that is in common that they will often say? Um. The thing that comes across most of all, like with their animals, with their people, is um, just how much they're grateful for being with their people and um, how much they love their people. Yeah. It really doesn't matter who it is that you show to the world when you step out of your home. Mm -hmm. The animals, they know the true essence of you. Yeah. And I think that the animals loving us unconditionally is our pathway to living our true lives and being our best selves. You know, yeah. you spoke before about, you know, using cats as an example of what you would do to, um, to help a situation with someone. Cats also give us examples of how we can better love ourselves or yeah. like ourselves, be kind to ourselves. Um, because, yeah, a lot of times um, the animals, like they can mirror what people are going through. Yeah. Whether it be physical health issues, yeah, um, personality issues, and there's like um, there's healing and learning that happens between you and the animal, like with lessons that you both learn from each mm -hmm. other, like you yeah. know, as as you're together. Yeah. Um, but the unconditional love message is definitely what is Across universal with all animals that are around people. That's so cool. Yeah. It's yeah. good to know. Good to it know that good they good actually do care. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, yeah. Uh, they don't just give us a hard time. They actually uh, uh, they do, do actually care that. back. <laughs> yes, they do. Very much so. And it might not be expressed in the way that you recognise it, 
yeah. but that doesn't mean that it's um, it's not there, you know? Yeah. So, yes. And I would say probably the people that you talk to are very invested in their pets as well um, and are very responsible animal owners and things of that nature. So yeah. I'm not really... Um, if, if you come to me um, for an animal communication, I would like to, um, you know, recognise about that person that they believe that animal communication does exist. They might yep. not know much about it, but they do know that it exists. Yeah. And that animals are definitely sentient beings, you yep. know, that they have feelings as well. And um, from there, I can help, like, people understand their animal yeah. and better their relationship with their animal as well because they're part of the family. You know? I think in this day and age, I think we've got to be really open to experiencing things like this. Like there's there's no no reason why we shouldn't at least be have an open heart and mind as to what we can learn yeah. and what really is out there. Yeah. See, when people come to me for an animal communication with their animal, the thing that I really, really love most about it is that they will fall in love with their animal again. Yep. You know, on a different level, like, oh, wow, you really think this about, like, you know, this <laughs> person or, oh, wow, yeah. you really are helping me learn this lesson about, like, you know, and they see the evidence. Yep. So that's the difference with me as an animal communicator. Um, I try really, really hard to give you evidential information yep. so that you know that it's from the animal and it's yes. genuinely from them um, because, yeah, that's what makes the unique relationship between you and your animal, you know. Um, and and then um, being able to convey what it is that the animal is trying to communicate with you because yeah. it's your special relationship, your unique relationship with your animal that I've been given the privilege to be kind of like the translator, if you will. Yeah, and, I mean, at the end of the day too, we really have the power to look after them. So yes. It, yes. That's, it's really good to be able to connect with them, but it's yes. also good to be reminded that we are dealing with a little creature that has got heart and soul as well exactly exactly and they're here like to help us just as much in a different way you yep. know so for the physicality care like you know emotional care we're important key players for them um but you know emotionally um for us they're like key players you know to help us on our journeys yeah you know, here in life so yeah have you ever had anything that's been really unusual in um a communication um, unusual. Mm. I suppose there's lots of unusual stories. There's, there's and... so many unusual stories, <laughs> what you would say, label unusual. Um, let's see. So uh, there was one particular cat that I communicated with just last week, actually, and um, she kept on showing me the image of little yellow flowers. Yeah. And I said, um, you know, I asked the person, I said, does little yellow flowers mean anything to you? She said, no. Um, she was thinking uh, she goes, well, I really love the colour yellow. And I said, okay, because your cat's actually showing me you walking and you're the kind of person that looks down at like bugs and flowers and things that are on the footpath. And she's just showing me a little bunch of yellow flowers, like, you know, next to this footpath. And then she says, oh, hang on a minute. I've, um, when my cat passed, my daughter did a drawing of, of our cat and she's actually put in the drawing a bunch of yellow flowers. Oh, Wow. Um, so the cat That's may have given me this, really um, cool. this little bunch of yellow flowers as a reminder of the portrait of the, the picture, yeah. but also too, it could be a little sign that this person will get when she's walking that she gets like, you know, a little bunch of yellow flowers. Wow. That's really yeah. cool. 
animals send us signs like you know when they've passed over just to let their person know and it'll yep. be individual to each person yep. so when my cat molly passed away she showed me a sunflower yeah and the week after she passed away i saw sunflowers every day it could be yeah. a post on facebook it was yeah. like you know um a song like you're a sunflower yeah <laughs> Different signs like that. So, yeah, that's one example of unusual, I guess. Yeah. That's so cool, though, isn't it? The fact that, you know, you, you start to pick up on these um, little messages. Yes. Yeah. And um, once you know what to, like, you know, what to, not so much to look for, but, like, what to feel and be open to, yeah. the animals then, it's like you get on the same channel. So when they send the signs, it's like, I got it. Thank you so yeah. much, Monty, for sending me that sign, you know. Um, <laughs> then it's just a little love hit that you get, you know, just yeah. that they're around. That's awesome. Because I, I kind of look at my life as the chapters of which cats were in my life at certain times. Yes. I'm sure I'm not the only person out there that does that. So no. um, we do different certainly areas. have them here for different reasons at different parts of our life, Absolutely. don't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Cool. So, yeah. All right, well, with all that said, I think that'll probably um, bring us to the end of our interview. But is there anything that you sort of that we haven't touched on that you would really like to, to say before we go? So all I'll say is an animal communicator with your animals. One golden rule to always remember in every word that you say and every decision that you make with your animal is to please just be kind. Just yes. be kind. Um, you know, the way that you speak to them um, and the intention, um, the feelings behind it, don't swat like the cat off the bench, you know, pick them up gently and just tell them, yep. no, please don't go up there um, because there is understanding. And um, yeah, if ever anybody ever needs me, I'm, I'm here. So I love what I do. And um, yeah. Thank you Fantastic. so much for having me here. That's okay. So, I'm going to be putting all your information on the podcast um, page on my website so anybody can actually go there and get the information awesome. um, and uh, also this video will actually be up on the Facebook page and I'll make sure that your contact details are there as well okay. but thank you so thank much you for joining much. me absolutely fascinating uh, area of animal care I, that's the way I put it it's, it really is an animal care uh, service okay. that you provide so thank okay. you so much for joining me Absolutely. Thank you so much, Melissa. And please make sure that Derek Bennett gets a little treat from me. I will. I will go and organise that next. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, great. Thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. Even if you are sceptical about the unknown, I think it can open your thought patterns up to how you can better care for your fairy friends. I know I was surprised with how accurate the information Angel was able to provide and we have been able to improve Derek Bennett's life by thinking about some of the information she provided. If you have any questions or feedback, email me at meow at melissanewman.com. I love hearing from you all. And if you want to become a patron like CatPads, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash catmama. Our next podcast is an interview with the creator of Puss Week, a magazine and book by Bexy McFly. This magazine is by cats, for cats and a great read. I love how creatives can make people see cats differently. Till then, stay safe and well and keep making the world a better place for all cats.